of end times podcast and we try to upload these every wednesday morning um never miss it go to itunes or apple podcasts or android podcasts or iHeartRadio or wherever and subscribe to end times podcast and you'll never miss an episode you can go to our facebook page uh facebook.com slash end times radio or go to endtimespodcast.com, endtimespodcast.com, and feel free to send us a note. All right, so um, I've been watching the Derek Chauvin trial, the um, officer who, uh, you know, you have to say alleged, but it looks like there's a, a lot of evidence, um, allegedly killed um, George Floyd. He was a police officer. He you know, kind of uh, roughhoused him, and uh, even though there were cameras going, and he um, he held his knee on his neck and wouldn't listen to bystanders and said, "Hey, that's not that's not what you do." So he just kept, you know, he ignored them. He treated everyone as as subhuman there, including uh, George Floyd, but also all the bystanders were treated as subhuman. They were. Their opinions didn't matter, and we're hearing them come up one by one in the court case, and, you know, they sound like they, some of them sound like they really know what they're talking about. You know, one of them is an MMA fighter, and he was there, and he was yelling, hey, you know, this guy doesn't have a pulse. What are you doing? You get off his neck. And, uh, and of course, Derek Chauvin can't know that, oh, you know, these uh, this person in the audience knows about chokeholds. That said, if enough people are saying something and, you know, the guy was handcuffed and on the ground and if if enough people are saying something, maybe not listening to them means that in your mind they don't matter at all. And then why are you even working in that district then if you think that um, if you think that the average people on the street don't matter? And it's, it's just um, an interesting case. It's not as interesting as the OJ case because... OJ had a chance of actually winning the case, and he did technically win it. Um, Derek Chauvin, it looks like it, it looks like he has zero chance of winning this case. It looks like his uh, attorney is going to try to use the angle of um, George Floyd was on a substance, and that caused his. Um, his inability to breathe properly when someone had a knee on his neck. But that said, you know, even if he was on substances, that said, if the knee wasn't on his neck for more than a minute or two, um, and it was on there for nine minutes, 
he would have survived. He would have just recovered in jail and, and been and shaking it off and said, geez, I'm in a bad place. Um, I'm trying to pass bad $20 bills in a convenience store. And the kid who worked at the convenience store felt really bad about it, um, that he escalated it to his manager and the manager, you know, made it into a police matter. And, uh, you know, then to their horror, the the employees of the convenience store um, went outside and they watched. And so unlike the OJ case, there's much, much more footage than there was um, with the OJ case, with the Derek Chauvin case. So, you know, in that regard, it's a more interesting case um, that we really are getting a true picture painted and the OJ case had to, um, you know, settle with like, oh, yeah, there was a bloody glove and then try it on. It was just a lot of circumstantial. This has actual video footage, so it's a more modern trial. Um, why I'm comparing it is because they both are TV trials, and it's rare that a big trial is on TV, it seems. In any case, uh, End Times Podcast, so welcome aboard. Uh, here we talk all things end of time. And what I was thinking with the Chauvin case was, he's, you know, I'd, if I were a betting man, um, and I guess I am a betting man, um, I would bet that um, he's going to prison. All right, so what's going to happen in the prisons in an end time scenario? You might hear a woodpecker in my background. It's just, uh, it's, it's an annoyance, but the woodpecker comes back like every year around this time, tries to attract a mate and uses like some tin panel on my, on my house and beats against it. And it doesn't really do any damage per se, but I guess it's the woodpecker's way of showing that, Hey, I'm a real woodpecker here. Um, come and get in any case. Um, What's going to happen with the prisons, like, if in an end-time scenario? Now, there's lots of end-times scenarios. You know, there could be all kinds of crises. But let's say it is a crisis where it's, um, it seems like a lot of end-time scenarios result in some kind of mass um, uh, migration or um, evacuation or something like that, large masses of people moving from one part of a country to another part of a country. It seems like so many uh, end-time scenarios are like that. So, you know, what do you do with a prison population? You know, people that were sentenced to life. And if the um, governing structure, the overall governing structure of a nation um, diminishes or is non-existent, or is taken over by other factions, do the previous laws take effect? And, um, you know, hey, this person was sentenced to life. Or how do you do it? Or do you just become like a judge and jury right there and say, all right, this person was a child molester, bullet. This person just um, had some kind of like check fraud. He can get out. Uh, this one, you know, smoked a lot of pot. He can get out. Uh, this one um, killed his girlfriend. Well, it was a crime of passion, and he's been there 10 years. All right, you can go. Um, this one um, killed both of his parents. Uh, it's a sicko. We don't want him in society. Um, bullet. 
Um, you know, so you just go through it. Are you going to have like local judges and juries to do it? Will you have like a kindly prison guard that just lets everyone else say, hey, guys, here's your chance? Um, or will there be, um, will like a prison guard say, wow, you know, these people are, are disgusting. I'm just going to leave them locked in there and then just lock the doors to the prison and they starve to death. Who knows what happens with prisoners, but there's a good chance that people that are violent and vulgar are going to be back into the population, which is something that scares people that are, um, you know, thinking of end times and and the apocalypse and um, things that are going to, um, you know, may, maybe someday rattle us. And uh, so what's going to happen to, uh, to the law after the people that created the law are gone? So... Um, that's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that massive, um, depopulation, whether it is environmental created from nuclear or some kind of other war, um, or, um, biological, whether it springs up from, um, you know, zoonotical, zoo zoonotical, um, uh, you know, from pigs or swine or, you know, or birds or whatever, um, some kind of cross-contamination that leaps from animals to people, um, or created in a lab, which a lot of people think is what Wuhan was. Um, you know, people complain about the media, but the media is not letting up on, on the Wuhan thing. It seems like the governments are trying to cover up what happened in Wuhan, but the media is still, the American media at least, still is asking the question, even like 60 Minutes and some pretty mainstream media. So, you know, say what you want about the media, but I think they're actually poking, you know, and I think there's probably something there. The odds that that COVID just came up through some weird, you know, bats and pangolin or whatever that animal is that I'd never heard of before all this, and somehow got to some dirty market. Um, and everyone says, oh, China's now the world power. But when you see, like, their dirty markets and stuff and that they have 100 million people in slavery and, you know, it's are they really? Is this what we want the world to be? So, um, you know, more so, there's um, a disease center, you know, right their version of the CDC is right near Wuhan, and they had been studying... Um, viruses like this and they probably had sloppier standards than we have here in in America um, and you know who knows there could even be a devious aspect to it um, it seems to affect older people and obese people and let's face it the West has a lot more obese people than they have in the East. So who does this disproportionately affect? Countries that have um, people that are heavier than average and pe countries that are older than average. So <sighs> Europe and the Americas are getting more affected than China has been, even though it's um, a virus that originated from China.
So lots of coincidences there. In any case, massive depopulation uh, would totally devalue any currency. Currency would be meaningless. Now, a lot of people are trying to scam you out there. They're playing on your paranoia. And they'll say, oh, you need to buy gold. And this is silliness because, um, and Bitcoin's even more silly, but gold is, or silver, is silly. It's, it's just, um, first off, if there's massive depopulation, at first, people will raid jewelry stores, Fort Knox, whatever, and just take tons of gold. So it'll be an unfair, some people have an unfair advantage anyway with gold. Second, it's, there is a lot of gold. So, you know, and, but not everyone will have it. So how do you have currency if some people have it and they have tons of it and some don't? So your gold's going to be pretty useless in a massive depopulation scenario. And most end time scenarios involve massive depopulation. So due to one thing or the next. So you're wasting your money on gold when you could be spending it on other things. So the question is, like, what would be currency in this new world order? All right, de massive depopulation, let's say 50%. 50%. And, you know, the um, black um, death of Europe, it, some say it killed up to 50% or more. So we don't quite know, but it killed off a lot of Europe. And so let's say, you know, it could be biological. It could be, um, it could be caused by war. It could be environmental. If a massive volcano goes off, and there are some that are overdue, it could blacken the skies and cause all kinds of catastrophe. And a lot of people just won't, won't live in this new world order. Um, a bunch of nuclear bombs going off would have a similar effect. So there's all kinds of scenarios that would result in massive depopulation. Um, what would be the, the currency in this new world order? Well, you ever go to like a charity basketball game uh, where they say, oh, bring a canned good and you get in for free or bring two or, or something like that. And they don't really specify what kind of canned good. You could buy like a cheap thing of, of corn for 69 cents, or you could bring in, you know, a more expensive canned good like Dinty Moore beef stew, which is about three bucks. So it could be different canned goods that you bring in, but they just say bring in a canned good or, or at Christmas time, it might be bring in a toy for tot and you get in for free and they don't specify what it is. You could bring in a matchbox car or you could bring in a, you know, huge, um, um, Barbie Dreamhouse, you know, it's up to you what you bring in. Well, there has to be some standard. So I think currency will evolve based on what's available and what's commonly um, available uh, to a certain extent. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. And um, these are, are what I think you would, you know, you're going around and you're using your currency I think these are what would become currency. You know, and currency has to currency has to be portable too. You can't be like, oh, I'm trading a car for a horse. 
um, it has to be it has to be portable. I think the barter system will apply to the you know the horse versus car thing or cow or whatever you're trading for. That'll just be a barter thing. Yeah, I could use a cow. Um, you know, give me your dog or something like that. I could see that that happening. But um, but you know, for basic goods, you go into town and let's say there's fifty percent depopulation. And uh, the currency is folded, so people aren't really using currency anymore. Because, you know, what use is currency if the bank was um, abandoned and someone broke into it and took all the money? You know, then is that fair? The people that are just able to, um, you know, go out there and, and pillage, uh, should they get extra rights? So without some kind of, you know, currency out there, I'm thinking this is what would become currency. All right, so what would be the equivalent of 25 cents? You know, 25 cents, you might, I don't know, you know, you could maybe, maybe want to trade something for 25 cents. Someone has a little table outside their house. They're holding a sale. They're selling various things. And they they want 25 cents for, um, you know, maybe a box of, of wire hangers or something. They want 25 cents. So, um you can't give them a quarter because a quarter now has no meaning. So I'm thinking 25 cents would be like a flavor pack, um, a single bottle flavor, like those little flavor packets that you could put into a single bottle of water and they could be grape or iced tea or lemonade or something. And they're just like Crystal Light uh, or some off-brand and it makes the water taste so much better. So I'm thinking that's the equivalent of a um, of a quarter would be that, you know, like the, so you just say, oh, you want a quarter for this? Here's a, you know, a um, country time um, flavor packet that you can add to a 16 ounce bottle of water to make it taste better. And because, you know, people, there's going to be no soda plants and no, um, no, you know, I don't think there'll be soda plants and, and eventually all of these things are going to, you know, be scarce. So I'm thinking that's 25 cents. All right. 50 cents. You want to buy like, um, someone has like a nice sweater out at their garage sale and you know, it's getting cold and you want a sweater. Um, they say it's 50 cents. Well, what's 50 cents? Um, I'm thinking a Lipton soup packet. So a little bit more sizable than the, the crystal light. But, you know, these are, it's a good meal. It's, it's portable. It could be chicken soup or it could be vegetable soup or onion soup or something. And, you know, you could add flavor. The peop, people could also mix it in with other food products. You can make like chip dip or something if there are any potato chips left in the world. Um, you could do something with that. So I'm thinking a Lipton soup packet is worth 50 cents. That's the equivalent in the new in the new world order if there's a 50% depopulation scenario. Now, of course, um, you know, there could be different depopulation scenarios. Could be 25%, could be 95%, and then things have different values in this new paradigm. If there's a sudden depopulation of 95%, then 
a lot of these items become quite common because they were just dollar stores were abandoned and grocery stores were abandoned. So the last 5% just go in and they take everything and, um, and that's that, you know, and they have enough to live for a long time. Um, at the very least. So these things wouldn't have much of a value, but 50%, you know, this is my currency system. Okay. So what's worth a dollar? You know, if someone wants something, I'm thinking a standard bottle of water. All right, so, all right, you might say, oh, water, you know, big deal. But, and of course, it depends where you live. And, you know, like how rare is water in the first place? Can a bottle just be filled at the local lake? And is the lake clean? And that's, that's one of the things that our forefathers did incorrectly. They polluted so many waterways in this country that um, they're just, like, filled with problems. So... You know, every river and lake they have to dump poisons into. So I'm thinking, and if a, the electrical grid will definitely be down. So even if you have like a well in your house, the water probably won't pump. And so I'm thinking a bottle of water, but if that's not the case, maybe a can of, of, of soda. It seems like maybe it's worth $2 or something, but a can of soda might work especially since if you consider it if you go to like a bj's club there's like tons of bj's brand soda so you know that might be fairly common thing okay so what's worth two dollars i'm thinking a double a battery and you can carry these in your pocket not rechargeable batteries though those are worth more but a double A battery, does it have to be Duracell? I don't think so. That's a nice added bonus. Like if it's the equivalent of getting a shiny penny as opposed to a, you know, beat up penny. But if it's Energizer or if it's just Rayovac or some store brand, as long as, you know, you have to do it in good faith, you can't give someone a bad battery. But I'd say a battery is worth... Um, worth two dollars and maybe you could have them in like the pack still sealed so then let's say you have two in a pack that's worth four dollars and that way it's verified that they work all right so you know skipping up i'd say four dollars you know there is no four dollar bill but um the equivalent of four dollars would be a canned good because a canned good and you know here again you can't really get into what kind of canned good it is but a canned good is is pretty. It's portable, but it's not it's not super portable, and it's sustenance. So the canned good might have cost a dollar or so before the um, Armageddon, but now it's worth four dollars. I'm thinking with a depopulation scenario, people will want to stock up. Number five, five dollars is rechargeable battery. So if you have some rechargeables, you could probably use those as a, the equivalent of a $5 bill. Um, all right, $10. I'm thinking um, a bullet. Now, this brings up a larger question. You know, what about 22 bullets? Those are super common. Like, are those, those are, you know, should those be worth $5? Probably not. So probably like a more sizable bullet than a 22 I don't know, maybe 32 on up or something. And the whole, you know, this also, this also 
denotes another end times problem. Just like um, if you remember when computers first came out, there were like 20 brands and none of them were compatible with each other. There was the Commodore, the Apple, the IBM, the um, ColecoVision, the um, you know, Cleco had a computer, um, Mattel had a computer, I recall Texas Instruments, um, all these different computers. And they weren't compatible at all. So one kid you knew had the Commodore, and another one you knew had an Atari computer, and another one, and there's no way they could get information to each other. Well, the same is true with guns. It's like you might have nine millimeter, but the other person doesn't have nine millimeter, you know, or um, a forty-five, and the other person doesn't have that. So it becomes the larger question of should you stock a bunch of bullets that you don't have the gun for just to use as trade in um, in an end time scenario, and maybe you know maybe if you can encounter ammo um, cheaply, you don't want to have ten different kinds of guns around and be wondering oh which box of bullets do I use as someone's trying to bust down your door, um, but. It brings up a larger question, at the very least. Um, what's worth $50? I think a gallon of usable gasoline will be worth $50. So, uh, you know, instead of investing in gold, maybe invest in gasoline. Someone might want that. You know, they could... A gallon, if you have, like, a dirt bike, you can go around for a long time with a gallon of gas. You can run a lot of errands with that. So... People aren't going to be mowing their lawns, I don't think. So, um, now stocking gas might be problematic for you because it goes bad, and we don't know if the um, apocalypse is going to happen in a year or ten years, and gas only is good for about a year or so. So, if you have a lot of gas, you have to remember to eventually, as it's about to expire, put it into something like your lawnmower or your car or something like that. The other thing is stocking gas is a little bit dangerous. If there's a fire, that's just going to make the matters worse. So I don't know if you want to hoard gas and um, and hope that it becomes currency someday. I don't think I would do that. But I think it'll be worth a $50 bill, the equivalent of. All right. And um, last, I think a $200 value. So if you're going to... Um, if you want to stock up on something rare now that will be valuable later, I would say solar battery charger. Solar battery charger, I think, in this new frontier will be worth a lot because you can buy them, you know, on online sites. And I ordered one, and it hasn't come in yet, um, but I'm going to test it, and I'll report back on this podcast. Um they have a solar panel on them, and you could put in AA or AAA batteries, which most things nowadays run on those things, even flashlights, and um, and recharge them with the sun. So if the electrical grid is down and gasoline's starting to run short, um, the solar is going to be very valuable. So having something that can charge your batteries... I'd say that's the equivalent of two hundred dollars. So if someone is selling their um, their goat for two hundred dollars, you say, "Well, I'll 
trade you this. And it's a solar battery charger. So that is what I'm thinking as far as cur currency goes in our new end times. So tell me what you think. Go to endtimespodcast.com and email from there. Endtimespodcast.com and email from there. Okay, so um, let's do an I Hear You Knocking but you can't come in. All right, let's do one of those. Ready, set. All right, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. So um, what I do is I take two random names um, off of popular internet websites and um, and the premise is that they're knocking on our bunker door. It's end times. And all we know about them is based on their um, public persona. So we can't know, like, oh, they were great kids or whatever. We, we don't know. All we know is based on their public persona if we're going to let them in. And why pick celebrities? Well, that way it makes the conversation move along quicker if, um, if it's a celebrity knocking at your door because then you can just say oh here's some celebrity and you can picture in your mind that this person's knocking on your door and long descriptions therefore aren't needed if i picked a non-celebrity a long description would be needed okay so the two names that popped up before this podcast and they're knocking on our door and it's end times and fire's raining from the sky and they're knocking they're pleading please let us into your bunker all right um these Two names popped up. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. And even though it's a celebrity, it probably needs some explaining. And New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo. So you have Lil Nas X and New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo knocking on your bunker door. All right, so uh, which one do you let in? Um, all right, so Lil Nas X is who's Lil Nas X? Um, he's recently gotten some press. He's um, a rapper who initially got some press because he came out. And, you know, that shouldn't be grounds for not letting someone into your bunker. Who cares, right? It's the afterworld. And, and uh, if he's, um, you know, not heterosexual, so what? Who cares? You know, I, I guess if you're into the religion and you want to repopulate, you know, the um, the earth, and uh, not that a, a gay person can't repopulate the earth, but you know, then maybe you could, you might take that into consideration. But why is it on us to repopulate the earth? That's what I always wondered about. Like, why do we have to be the ones to? Um, uh, keep the genetics of humankind going. You know, it's kind of grandiose. Why, why, why us? Why should we be Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve? Why should we be that? All right, so Lil Nas X is knocking on our door. And um, who is he? Well, he's a young rapper, young man rapper. Um, he um, recently came out, and he was on Gale King and... Um, and he recently, now why he's in the news is he came out with like a special Nike that has a drop of blood 
on it and like um, Satan pentagram and it says 666 on them. So they're called Satan sneakers. And he came out with these Satan sneakers and that is his, um, that, you know, caused a lot of turmoil. Um, Nike is disavowing him and saying, hey, this guy had no permission to come out with Satan sneakers. Um, so, you know, they, they feel like their brand is being tarnished. Um, but he was going to sell the sneakers for a ton of money. I guess someone would buy Lil Nas X's sneakers with a drop of blood and a pentagram on it um, for big money, more than Nike's cost normally. So, um, you know, in my opinion, screw everyone. Who cares about Nike? Who cares about Lil Nas or whatever? But okay, we have to judge this on he's knocking on our door, and that's all we really know. We're 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 not Lil Nas experts. We're sitting in the in in the bunker, and it's the afterworld, and we're nervous, and we're not feeling well, and um, you know, do we want to let in someone? All right, well, Lil Nas, he looks like he's in great health, and he um, probably could help. He looks small, so probably won't take a lot of food and air. Um, probably, you know, he, he'll probably fall into line because, hey, if I'm the one who made this bunker, I'm not going to let someone else take over my bunker. I'm the one who made it. I'm the one who spent my hard-earned money on creating a bunker. So um, I'm the one who had the foresight. So why should someone else come in and take over my bunker? I don't think he has that personality. I think he'll say, all right, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate for the chance to enter your bunker. Let me help in some way. You know, the fact that he's getting some notoriety or, or infamous notoriety for, um, for coming out with Satan Nikes, he's a young person. Young people do stupid things. Um, when I was in school, there were, you know, kids that did the 666 thing, and they're fine now. They're selling insurance and, and off the Jersey Turnpike. You know, they're, they're, they're fine. They're fine. It, it, you know, and thankfully tattoos weren't a big thing when I was a kid because they probably would have got, like, a Satan tattoo or something. So it's a good thing that, that tattoos weren't all that common back then. All right, so, you know, he has some crazy ideas, but they say, you know... Um, Youth is wasted on the young, and and let him have his ideas. Doesn't mean that's going to be him his whole life. But and maybe if he sees like fire raining from the sky, he'll he'll say, well, you know, maybe that Satan thing. Maybe I shouldn't have tempted fate. You know, maybe he'll be, uh, um, you know, he'll be in a mood to to um, to make penance with the Lord. You know, um, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is the um, the mask czar um, of COVID in New York State, and he initially, when the um, when the pandemic began, came off as the anti-Trump because Trump was saying, "Hey, you don't need a mask," and you know, and he came off as like the voice of reason, and. Even though New York State still has had the most COVID deaths, somehow New York State gets some kind of pass um, for being like uh, the how to handle COVID. And maybe in the long run, New York State did do the right thing, and um, and who knows? But he also 
became a little bit drunk with power. Um, what governors and any executive people did throughout the country was they said, oh, there's an emergency in place. I'm going to take executive power. And so now the legislature doesn't matter. And so we have all these dopey legislators, you know, uh, in every state earning, I don't know what, it, what they earn, 80, 90, 100 grand. And plus, you know, whatever they get through their campaign funds and whatever other shady stuff they're up to. And they're pretty much powerless now. They don't have any power in all these states. And the governors and the mayors or anyone with executive power took over their jurisdiction. And you saw how quick that happened with a virus that only kills less than 1% of people. Can you imagine how, um, how tribal it would become if there were a serious, like a real serious illness that killed 30, 40, 50% of people. Uh, you think these executive orders were a little onerous. Can you imagine if there were like a higher death toll, what it would be? And it's maybe it's um, a flaw in the system that anyone can take executive orders in, in you know, these, these times that we're in. Um, so, he got a little power drunk and he was a little bit of a goof before COVID and he, um, during the whole thing, he just did a lot of privileged things. Like he got his family inoculated before guidelines say they should be inoculated. And he, um, seemed to hit on every single woman who, um, came his way. Um, now, you know, it, it, no woman has come forward yet and said, hey, he forced himself on her in a way that would be traditionally defined as rape. But, you know, we have, like, lots of creepiness, let's say. He's kind of like the creepy uncle. Um, he did, it seems, cover up nursing home deaths, or at least fudge the numbers. He came out with a book saying how great he is during the whole crisis. Um, you know, I, I think with this one, you know, and he's just a threatening, mean, narcissistic person behind the scenes, according to all accounts. So I think with this one, you have to go with Lil Nas X. I'm not saying that either one's great. Lil Nas X might be a five and Cuomo is like a two or something. One, Cuomo has advanced age. He's deep into his 60s at this point. He seems vibrant, but so what? Uh, do we want, if we are talking world repopulation, do we want the world repopulated with, with his, you know, offspring? Um, he would probably come into the bunker and screw up the whole chemistry of it and turn people against the owner of the bunker. Uh, he probably would eat more than he should and take up more space. He seems like a big guy. Um, you know, there's not much, you know, he's probably not fleet of foot anymore. He probably can't really help with much. Um, he probably could carry a few things. Annoying, annoying voice. I don't want him around. Not entertaining, not artful, nothing there that that's of any redeeming value. So, um, 
so sorry, Cuomo, you're not coming in. Hey, little Nas, it's your lucky day. You get to come into our our uh, abode, and um, you get to enjoy this next world and new world order. And we watch uh, we watch Cuomo outside as mutants come and take him away. And uh, that's that. So that is the end of I Hear You Knocking. Lil Nas, it's your lucky day. Go, Lil Nas. All right, so um, let's get a little entertainment. All right, so um, what am I watching? Uh, I'm watching a few things, and, you know, what, what would I want to bring with me into the bunker um, I've been watching City on a Hill. It's with, um, Kevin Bacon and some other people, and it's like a cop procedural show. The first season was pretty good. It's on Showtime, and, um, it's, it's like a lot of these true detective type shows. The second season, I've only seen one episode of so far, it jumps around a little, and I think it's trying to rely a little bit too much on the characters it built in the first season and try to make them seem cool again. The first season had kind of a definitive ending. Uh, I'm having trouble getting back into it, but that's something I've been watching. Um, you know, I've, I've been watching um, Bad Trip, uh, which is the Eric Andre comedy, which is kind of like Borat meets Jackass with a lot of... Um, a lot of pranks on real people along the way. They, um, he and another character, for example, get their uh, fake penises stuck in uh, a Chinese finger torture device, and uh, and then they go running around hoping for people to um, cut them free. And uh, you know, the it was fun while watching it, but I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I don't think it was you know, something that is going to um, capture my imagination for, for years to come. Um, so that's about what I'm watching lately. I don't think I'd bring either one into my into my bunker. Um, I was in a dollar store the other day, noticed a lot of dollar DVDs, and I have a feeling like they will have some value in, in our new world order. They are only worth a dollar now, but People will be looking for something to watch, and electricity will be kind of scarce, so you'll want things that are rechargeable. There are rechargeable DVD players you can watch on a small screen. There won't be any internet, so you won't be able to get Hulu or or um, or uh, Netflix or HBO Plus or any of that. So you'll probably go back to DVD technology. And I think, like, you know, if the end of times happens, you go raid a, a dollar store and grab a bunch of those, and they won't seem so bad anymore. So, um, you know, a lot of them are sequels to movies that you didn't think had a sequel. Like, there's a Revenge of the Nerds 4. Like, I didn't know they had more than one, but there's a Revenge of the Nerds 4. So, you know, they're, they might be passable fare in the end of your times okay that's it for now let's um end with the second half of our theme song hope you like the theme song uh check us out on endtimespodcast.com endtimespodcast.com all right and subscribe don't be shy don't be one of those people that just lurks on a podcast 
interact with podcasts, okay? So subscribe to endtimespodcast.com. If you can, go on Apple Podcasts and rate it. That would be great because I haven't had a rating in a long time. So do that. All right, until next time.